Hey there, welcome to the Hot Mess Mom Health Podcast. Do you wish you could find a sustainable way to get healthy and not feel overwhelmed in the process? Do you find yourself up late at night scouring Pinterest for meal prep ideas and quick workouts? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel stressed out and disappointed when you fall back in your old habits, drive through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru for the second time this week, all while the fresh produce you just bought goes bad? Hey, I'm Rebecca. I too am a working mom of two littles and self-proclaimed hot mess mom. All my life I've struggled with trying to maintain a healthy weight and feel good in my skin. I could add yo-yo dieter to my resume. After I packed on 50 plus pounds with two pregnancies, I decided to change for good. I wanted to stop obsessing about food, stay consistent, and set a good healthy example for my kids. But I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the energy, or accountability to stay on track until I changed my mindset and created one healthy habit at a time. In this podcast, you will find simple, actionable steps so you can create a healthy lifestyle and get relief from the overwhelm. Spray that dry shampoo, grab your iced coffee, turn up the volume, and let's get healthy. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Mom Health. Today is actually my daughter's fifth birthday, and I cannot believe I my youngest is now five, which is super crazy to me to think that my youngest is basically a school-age child now. I'm out of like all the baby stuff, all the toddler stuff. There's like no more baby in my house, which is kind of crazy to think that my youngest is five. So if you're going through any of the, that, I, I totally feel you, and I can relate to that emotional roller coaster. Um, but we are, you know, kind of getting into that seasonal change, which I love. And there's so many good things to look forward to with spring and summer. Daylight savings just passed. And if you made that through, made it through that as a parent, um, today is going to be a better day. That's all I can say. So today, what I wanted to talk about is three little things that I believe are kind of foundational in a health journey and a weight loss journey. And they're things that um, I kind of became more aware about when I started. And I think that they could be just a good reminder to anyone starting out that's beginning to feel a little overwhelmed by all of the information and diets and exercise and all of this stuff that's out there being thrown at you and you don't even know where to start. So for me, these three things are really like laying the base, foundational things that you can get started at any moment. They're not going to take a lot of effort and they'll already get you a little bit of change. They can start building that momentum. Like we always talk about this podcast, that first domino that can fall over, that can catapult the rest of them, that can give you that momentum. We're just talking about building some foundations to get you that little start. So number one thing that I want to talk about is hydration. And statistics show that 75%, about around 75% of adults are dehydrated. So from a baseline standpoint of something that's not really difficult, doesn't take much effort, and it's something that you can easily do some swaps in your day, take out take out a juice or a coffee or a soda and drink more water, and really start to notice how that makes you feel. Um, like I've talked about in 100 episodes ago or so, get yourself a cute cup that makes you inspired to drink more water. I don't care what it's made of, what it looks like. Get something that inspires you to drink more H2O. Like I said, I don't care what it looks like. As long as it makes you happy and makes you want to drink more water, because with 75% of people not drinking enough water, if that's something that you can do, you can be in the top 25%, right? That's pretty boosting to know that you're doing something really good for your body and you are now in the top percentage of people that are not dehydrated. So trying to really consider how you feel and swapping out some of those drinks that you're already drinking, maybe that aren't water, can be helpful. Also just taking notice and just saying, 
on an average day, how much am I drinking now? Maybe you're only drinking 20 ounces of water and you're drinking all this other stuff, or maybe you're not really drinking anything else. If you take stock in how much you're drinking, create a baseline, which like I said, plenty of episodes too. I love baseline numbers. Get where you start and then increase it by 10% a week. Don't go crazy, right? Because if especially if you don't like or enjoy drinking water, don't torture yourself. But Increase it by 10% every week and start to notice how you feel. And maybe it could help curb your hunger. Maybe you'll feel just your skin's like looking more hydrated. You will start to feel just better in general. Maybe you're less fatigued, less tired. Start noticing these little things that are happening because you're incorporating more water into your routine. And I think that you'll notice that this was like an easy baseline thing that you probably weren't hydrating enough in the beginning. Now you're hydrating enough. That's a good healthy habit. Again, it's talking about one domino at a time. So this is a good thing. Build some momentum. Maybe make a goal to drink a gallon of water. When I did 75 hard, I had to drink a gallon of water every day. I was peeing a lot, but I was capable of doing it, right? I was capable and I felt good doing it, especially if you are working out or if you live in a hotter climate, your water needs may be higher than somebody else's. So there's not like a set thing for one person, but start taking notice how you feel, create the baseline, increase by 10% every week and kind of see where you go from there. Number two is this NEAT philosophy. So If you don't know what NEAT stands for, it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's the energy you're expending when you're not like breathing, if you will. It's doing non-exercise things that you can do like fidget. Maybe if you have a walking desk at work, maybe it's walking to the store, maybe it's walking around the grocery store, maybe it's cooking dinner. It's just the energy you're expending doing daily things, right? So we all, again, have a baseline with that. That's not going to be something where you can pretty much calculate the baseline of, but you kind of know the moves that you're doing every day. Maybe you have a very sanitary job and it's not really possible to do a lot of stuff during the day. Maybe seeing if there's little things, maybe you can put yourself in a walking desk. Maybe you can get one of those little ellipticals that'll go under your desk so you're just moving your legs. Maybe you can get yourself some fidget spinners. Maybe you can take a 20 minute break during your lunch. Maybe you take 40 minutes to eat and take a 20 minute walk just to stimulate, just to increase those neat calories, the energy expenditure that your body is doing, just getting used to more movement. Because I think what's happening from a standpoint of like universally speaking, things have become easier for us where we're able to have everything at our fingertips and our phone. Everything's readily available. It's quick. I mean, you can get almost everything brought to your car these days. You don't even have to leave your car. You just drive right up, right? And I don't really think our bodies are designed for that. If you go back to the primal days, we were out there doing moving to get everything we needed to survive. And I think today we forget to just move our body in these natural ways because everything is just readily available for us. So just trying to find ways to incorporate more movement. Maybe it's talking with your hands. Maybe it's standing up in a meeting instead of sitting down. I know for me, I'm a dental sales rep, and when I go into offices, I always feel like I just need to stand. Like, I don't even want to sit anymore because I'm sitting in my car so much, and it just makes me feel like a blob sometimes, and just standing makes me feel better. So maybe you're able to, like, stand up more at work instead of sitting down at a desk. Maybe it's getting yourself, like I said, a standing desk or just something that you can move your legs while you're sitting there. Those things matter, and I don't think we give them enough credit for our overall well-being because... I don't believe that calories are the 100% be all say all, but expending more energy through the day is what our bodies are naturally designed to do. We are not designed to sit all day 
come home, cook dinner, and then sit again. Our bodies are not designed, and I truly believe a body in motion stays in motion. So that's just a reminder to keep moving, keep doing something. Not saying don't relax, never sit still, but the majority of our day, a lot of times, is sitting still and not moving and really trying to find ways to stretch ourselves there that aren't crazy. Maybe it's when you pull up for work, don't park where you regularly park, park a little bit further, take the stairs, you know, take that 20 minute walk at lunch, try to find one of your work buddies to go with you, you know, doing things to try to up your game little by little, nothing crazy, but just have that in the back of your head that you're trying to increase your non-exercise activity. Okay. That's number two. And number three is something that is so foundational and I think is a huge help, although not easy all the time, If you can dedicate yourself to saying, I'm not going to eat out of my house for a week, you know, give yourself a goal. This week, we're not eating outside the house. We're not going to run through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. We're not going to pick up pizza on Friday night. Eating what is in your house where you can control the ingredients, even if they're not perfect, is still going to be better than going to a restaurant most of the time. Not saying every time, but I think when we can work on cooking with the time that we have, even if it's nothing fancy, I am the most plain Jane cooker you can probably find, but I do make it an effort to try to eat in my house most of the time because I think that I eat better. I'm more conscious of what I'm eating. I know what the ingredients are. I feel better about what I'm eating. I don't feel gross just not knowing what was in it or just from any reactions from the food. And I can control what I'm eating. So I think that is a huge foundational thing that a lot of us kind of forget sometimes when we're in the early stages, that it's not all about what we're eating. If we can control it and we can actually take pride in cooking it, I think there's a lot to be said about that that's often forgot. And I'm the first to admit I am not the best chef. Like I said, I'm very bland when I cook. But if I can just get a little olive oil in a pan, put a thin chicken breast in there, sprinkle some Italian seasoning and sprinkle a little cheese on it and a little marinara. That's my chicken parm. That's what I'm calling. Like go with it, right? Like make it work for you. Steam some veggies, roast some veggies. Bam, you have dinner. Nothing fancy. You controlled those ingredients. You feel good about cooking it and you will feel better afterwards and take notice of those things because at the core, the more we can control we're eating, the more we can take pride in cooking it. Even if it's nothing fancy, I'm trust me, I'm not saying go cook a seven-course meal every day because I don't have time for that, and I know you probably don't either. But when we can start to control what we're eating, it's always going to be a better choice, in my opinion. We can go out and make okay choices, but a lot of times we're not controlling, we're definitely not controlling the ingredients when we go to a restaurant. And you can say that you don't want X, you don't want Z in your food, but a lot of times that's, you know, maybe they're cooking in bad oils. Maybe they're not using the best cuts of meat, you know, something that you can control in your own house. And I think foundationally, these are things that we should be cognizant of, of trying to eat out less cooking in our houses more, you know, trying to bring in more produce, more fresh meats and cooking them and making it simple and easy so that you don't feel overwhelmed at any time and control the controllable, right? Don't beat yourself up if you have to go drive to the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, but know that you have tomorrow to start again and focusing on taking a couple days at a time. If you can't, if a week feels overwhelming to you to say, we're not going to eat out, try the five-day work week. Just say during the week, we're not eating out. It's only for the weekends. Just that alone, if maybe you were kind of 
four or five, six days a week eating out and you can eliminate two of those days in the beginning, that's going to be huge for you. And then work off chipping off a day at a time. And then let's say you go a whole week. Think about the momentum that that builds. Like, hey, let's challenge ourselves to go a month this time. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we're capable of as a family. And getting your kids to even help create some meals and help in the kitchen will be super helpful too. Again, I know perfect world. I have two kids that are very active in sports and we're always running, but do the best that you can and make this a foundational thing to know that these are the base things, drinking more water, working on your neat, so non-exercise activity, and eating at home as much as you can where you can control the ingredients. I think these are the three baseline things that we all can work work on improving. And especially if you're in the early stages, just focusing on these three things can eliminate a ton of the overwhelm and can eliminate the fact that, oh my God, I have to control everything I'm eating or, oh my God, I got to do these crazy workouts. It's like, no, that's how we've done it in the past and that hasn't worked. So what can we do now? I think these three things are those things to focus on and they're super foundational. They will go with you forever. I still use them every day. I have for years, many people that I talk to, these are the things that really can start, they can light that match, they can trigger that domino effect, and they can help you get to all of the goals that you want to get to because you deserve it. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to have energy. And I want this for you. I want you to feel energized every day to do everything in the world that you're meant to do. So I hope that this episode helped you. Please share it with a friend if you did. I appreciate everyone that is listening to this podcast. Have an amazing Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of Hot Mess Mom Health. If you love this episode, please leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me and it would help me get the word out about helping other moms reclaim their health. Thank you so much.